and welcome to Eye to Eye, the Digital Renaissance Podcast. I'm your host, Percy Hornack, and this week I was joined by Associate Archivist Aidan Harper to record some interviews with folks who are new to Andes and the Digital Renaissance Project about their experiences. One of the really cool things about Andes and the Digital Renaissance Project this summer specifically is that this year it's uniting folks from all across the world to make art together and is able to include artists from Africa, Europe, and all across the United States. This has made it possible for new artists to join our community, and I'm really excited for you to meet two of them, Tony Barnes and Evan Crotty. Let's meet Tony. Do you mind telling us about uh, yourself and as many details as you want to share? Okay, well, I was born and raised here in Maryland. I'm a recent grad at the University of Maryland, and my fascination with my choreography started somewhere between Three Musketeers and Batman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, those are like my, my two greatest inspirations. <laughs> and so, and, and, and I just had a fascination with swords and, you know, that kind of branched out into different weapons and then that branched out into different martial arts that they use those weapons. And so. Awesome. How, like, uh, do you mind telling me a bit of the journey of, you know, from the little kid dreaming about like the swords with uh, Three Musketeers and, you know, the webs of Batman to, you know, like, going into college, figuring out what kind of career you wanted to take. Absolutely. Okay, so basically, you know, I, I thought swords were just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and everywhere I went, you know, when we, when we went to um, the Barnum and Bailey uh, circus shows, yeah. you know, the yeah. I would always beg my parents to get me one of the, the, the glow-in-the-dark swords. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, getting older, I would, um, I would look at different fight scenes and figure out, like, what what worked and what didn't and why, you know, why it was good, why it was bad. <laughs> martial arts were they using? Why were they using those martial arts? <laughs> and yeah, but um, I never actually got to really study any martial arts uh, until more recently. You know, the opportunities were, were not available. And right. um, as a career, you know, it, it didn't really seem uh, very practical. Um, yeah. that's a lot of, but when I went to university of Maryland and started studying theater, that was, you know, <laughs> that was something we ran into a lot. We're just like this recurring conversation with our parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, well, while I was there, I joined the fencing club for yeah. about two sessions, <laughs> which I enjoyed immensely. They yeah. took I had good speed and, and that, you know, I, I showed potential. And so I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> was, was it a pretty easy, um, easy to kind of fuse, um, fuse that with like theater again at University of Maryland? Not, not particularly, no. At the university itself, there, there was not a whole lot of training for that. Um, and so I'd have to look outside for that. But um, there were alums that were in that part of the industry. And part of the way through, I realized that I, I had more of a, because of my, a lot of my influence came from film as opposed to theater. Yeah. Although I, yeah. I, I did love theater choreography. I had more of a knack for, uh, for film choreography. Oh, awesome. And it had, you know, more of an edginess to it that I could get, that I could get behind. That, that's awesome. Yeah. So you're kind of looking towards film and you're, you know, if you're, you're finally rediscovering your love of, you know, a fight choreography. So like you're, you're towards the end of like University of Maryland. Now, how do you, how does like Andy Summer Playhouse sort of come into the picture at this point? Well, it, it actually happened rather recently. I graduated <laughs> in December 
And I had finally gotten in contact with this group that, um, that like, they were on Facebook. And, you know, I had expressed interest uh, about a year ago. Right. Um, but I wasn't able to, to really work with them because, you know, school. So <laughs> I, uh, I was finally able to, to get in real contact with them. And we started training over Facebook Live. It was right. awesome. <laughs> and I, you know, I started really learning things from them. And then uh, my friend, Jasmine Mitchell, who already works oh, here. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she... Um, said she needed some help with uh, choreography for a Zoom play she was in. Oh. And so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do, <laughs> I don't know how much I can do. But yeah, I'm sure she, she'll tell you. I taught her, you know, how to spin a, a how to like, you know, spin a bow staff <laughs> in under an hour. Wow. And yeah, I, I, I still can't believe I was able to do that. And then... <laughs> But yeah, because of that, she recommended me to Jared, and you know, I, I had um, I'd seen Jared around campus before. Uh, we we didn't really know each other, but um, since I've come here, we've like gotten to, to know each other really well. And I think, yeah, he, um, I'm like I'm liking what he, you know, what he's set up here, and he's liking what I'm putting out. So it's it's really good. That, that's awesome. So yeah, in terms of the project where you were working with Jasmine, that was that uh, She Kills Monsters? Yes, it was. Oh, yes. awesome. Yeah, that, I believe that had like uh, 5,000 viewers, which was absolutely amazing. That, that project, uh, you know, I think it was one of the first ones in the, in the country when it was really exploring yes. Zoom technology. Did you have a chance to see the show and kind of see how your techniques were brought to life? Awesome. I was there. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, what did you think of how it came to, came to the screen? I was amazed at like the, the way they, they worked with the costumes and everything like that because <laughs> one, of, one of my major concerns was like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna do that? And I was like, <laughs> so just ah, shock and awe with everybody's ingenuity and, and how they handled everything with, with in yeah. the format so, so quickly, you know, because I mean, yeah. they'd start in person <laughs> and make this major shift. It was incredible. So, I, I'm just glad I was able to be, a, you know, a small part of that. You know? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's awesome. And uh, are you excited about kind of seeing if you can work with Andy's in terms of the longer uh, sessions we're doing to create like little Zoom performances over the summer? Absolutely. I, I, I definitely want to try and um, figure out, you know, some, some kind of ways of, of you know, really <laughs> making, <laughs> making like really cool fight scenes through screens. It's like, you know, somebody punches over here and then somebody right. reacts. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And figure out the, the windows, like, you know, where are you in the jungle of different like windows of, of kids? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, it's different for everybody. And so, totally. You know, yeah. It'd be interesting to, to work through those obstacles and, you may come up with something amazing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the beauties of like the digital renaissance uh, project uh, and how it was created is like uh, once we get more kids in yeah, and it opens up more, you know, our, our adult artists will be able to, you know, propose directly to the kids their pitches, basically what they want to do. And the kids really have a, a large voice in, you know, choosing which project they would want to work on most over the next few weeks. And then, you know, the Jared and the staff will uh, choose from there. So it's really a much more democratic process than like, a lot of other, you know, than a lot of what we've seen before. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So when you got to Andy's, or, uh, you know, the Digital Renaissance Project, what, what was your experience like first coming in and seeing the kids, 
you know, working on Zoom with them. Can you tell me a bit about that? So uh, when I was first told about this, I just thought, okay, <laughs> uh, all right, ages eight to eighteen. All right, okay, hmm. pretty wide range, yeah. All of them that uh, wouldn't be too complicated, but that they could still use yeah. as young artists. And uh, you know, I kind of thought about it for a while, and I was like, huh. And <laughs> so it it, it took um, a moment of reflection on my part yeah. because uh, one thing my father always told me was teaching is actually the pinnacle of understanding totally you, you, yeah. you, you learn something when you can teach it to anybody when you can right. teach it to somebody because you've internalized it such that you can sh you can shape it and reshape it until right you give it to somebody in a form that they understand yeah so yeah so <laughs> i thought all right, well it's gotta not be some of the more complicated stuff i'm trying out right now <laughs> um, uh, Okay, so eventually I came up with like, hey, why don't I just show them um, some really simple stuff you can do with a stick in your hand? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know simple attacks, simple defenses, and yeah, just, just kind of mix it up from there. You know, I, I gave them essentially, yeah, the, the, the two pieces of, of any fight, which, which are the attacks and the right. defenses. Yeah. You know, you mix them up in combination, do whatever you want. And <laughs> it, it provides them with so much freedom at the same time. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of what your father said, it's quite a grave responsibility on shoulders going forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when you worked with the kids, was it like a multi-day thing or just like an afternoon or uh, how, how what was the time frame you had to teach them these two techniques? Well, I was given uh, 90 minutes. Right. And uh, I was surprised that they were picking it up very, very quickly. Awesome. Uh, so much so that um, <laughs> I, we, we, we were pretty much done. And I still had like a half hour left. <laughs> so, um, so after that, we, um, we went over some unarmed techniques, yep. uh, which, believe it or not, are actually a little bit more difficult to learn. Really? Um, wow. Simply because, yeah, you're using both sides of your body um, right. for the for the creation. Um, because again, that's what looks good. Um, <laughs> as a, you know, because imagine a boxer that only oh, used yeah. his right hand. Well, <laughs> kind of video game character. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, you can do that with a sword because you don't have a sword in the other hand. So just keep your left hand where, wherever it is. You know, but yeah. But when, when you, it's dealing with your body now, it's like you have the freedom to do so much and it, it becomes kind of like a heavy responsibility. It's like now you're responsible for making something great. Why? Because you have all these weapons at your disposal. You know, you have your fists, <laughs> your elbows, chin. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. When, uh, and when you were teaching that, do you mind telling me a bit about any of the challenges slash opportunities you saw, you know, teaching, uh, you know, across many states over Zoom? Right, right. So um, at first I, I noticed in general that they weren't quite understanding it or, or moving with me as, as fluidly as I had hoped. Um, so, um, you know, I, I would try to uh, be as attentive to each and every one of them as possible. Right. Because, um, you know, I, I've been that kid who, who's <laughs> behind and it, it sucks. So yeah. I, I didn't do that to them. So I would, I would try to make sure everybody's on the same page. And 
thankfully I was able to figure out, okay, like where we weren't seeing eye to eye. And I realized these guys are watching on a zoom screen. So when <laughs> I lift my right, it looks like I'm lifting my left hand. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, like, so they know I'm, I'm using my right hand, but they're using their right hand too. And so, you know, visually it's hard to follow. And so yeah, switch hands, man. <laughs> um, and, and then uh, well, one of my students actually was using a baton that was a bit too long and heavy and it was making yeah. it difficult to, to follow the movement. So I, I, was, uh, I was really glad. And Jared was just so glad that I was able to spot all of that yeah. and adapt in the middle of it all. So. Absolutely. And it seems like working over Zoom, in some ways, it really you know, requires the teacher to be much more attent attentive to the kids you know, really, and have a much more collaborative sort of experience. Is there anything that excites you about working over Zoom in the future? Like, did, did, you, did it prompt any kind of ideas you have, you know, in terms of fight choreography? That's a hard question, I mean. <laughs> hmm. Well, you know what, I think uh, for me personally, I am, I'm not always um, been in tune with the advancements of technology. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can I be real for a second? I got a face. <laughs> I got a Facebook account a year ago and yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I got Spotify last month. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> pretty miraculous. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, Whoa, what is all this? Yeah. So I'm still learning a lot of these things. Um, and at the same time, they're still updating and upgrading. <laughs> and so totally. It yeah. looks entirely uh, different every, every month you, you use it. Uh, yeah. But um, I totally get you, we get you there, you know, uh, still right now I'm having trouble figuring out all the, the features, added features that Instagram will let me use. I'm still just using it like I was in 2013. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but like in terms of like the project, do you have like any kind of, any kind of project, your dream project that you'd want to do with some of the kids over the summer? That, to be honest, that, that is, that is getting, getting pretty tricky. It, it yeah. is a challenge in imagination. Um, I, I really wish I had, because the ideal situation for me mm -hmm. is, for, is, for, is for me to have um, a scene partner to work right. fight scene and for each of my students to have a scene partner as well because right. whether whether you're training in fight choreography or just straight on martial arts right learning is so much easier and, and it's so much more beneficial when you've got somebody right there totally um, so the, um, th that challenge is, is is a bit baffling to me but yeah i'm I, like i'm with a group of people who from what I can tell, they're not backing down from this at all. Can I ask Absolutely. a question? Because yeah. this is martial arts and sword fighting is also my background. <laughs> um, so this is fascinating to me. Yeah, I did um, rapier and great sword fighting for many, many years. And I'm a black belt in Tung Sudo. Um, this is fascinating. <laughs> um, but I don't know a lot about choreography for movies. And I don't know a lot about stage fight choreography. And I'm curious because you mentioned as you were like gaining an interest in this, you were watching movies and were like, this is what works in a scene and this is what doesn't. What are some of those things that you might see in like a movie that super does work or does not work at all? Okay, well, um, in the industry currently, um, we're trying to move towards what seems, you're always, you're always trying to go to, for uh, what seems believable. And um, one trend we have seen is that, well, or, at least I've seen. I'm pretty sure other people have seen it too. I just haven't talked to them yet. But, um, but one one thing I've seen is uh, long takes and also 
pouring the character into the into the combat because and then this is like a, a great um, success principle to understand if you're going to go into this full time. If you compare uh, Scott Adkins and Jason Statham, you'll see that Scott Adkins, he, he's, um, uh, he, he's a, an excellent martial artist um, and he's played several different characters throughout his films. Yeah, a lot of people I talk to do not know who, who Scott Adkins is. And, you know, so, and you'll notice many times when he's in a big name film, <laughs> it's, you know, like, I mean, he chases Benedict Cumberbatch around <laughs> a hospital room in Doctor Strange. He, do, I, he doesn't necessarily have a name in that one. <laughs> um, but when you compare it with Jason Statham, it's interesting. Like, j- just in terms of their monetary value, right? Scott Atkins is worth $2 million. Jason Statham, $70 million. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. Like, no, no, there was no <laughs> way. So I, thought about, I, I thought about this, and I was like, how is that possible? And it dawned on me. Scott Adkins, for the most part, he is a body mm-hmm. that is put into different situations. Right. Um, he has played several different characters over the years. Um, is he a great actor? No, not really. <laughs> but he gets the job done. And at the end of the day, he's worth two million, which is not bad. Not <laughs> bad at all. More but, than I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if we want to maximize our chances at success why don't we do it the way the guy who's, who's clocking 70 million is working so <laughs> i thought about this and i was like okay well jason statham is, is not a better martial artist than scott <laughs> Ag. um he's not necessarily a better actor and so i thought okay well how come he's making so much more it's like and how come you see him in so many more movies and how come he has so many more lines <laughs> and it's very simple. He chose a char- He chose to inhabit a character that people like, you know. Wow. He and he, and he stuck with that character. I mean, l- look at the past couple of years. He hasn't really changed character. <laughs> more than one. Like he, he, he's played like two characters, the two personas. He's embodied like totally. his entire career. <laughs> so and and then what was was really interesting was that I watched an interview with him on. Uh, on on acting, uh, along with a, a bunch of other big name actors, and you know they were all talking about things I'd heard about in in drama school, but he just said, you know, oh, I haven't improvised since some film that I'd totally forgotten <laughs> he was in, and, and so I thought, oh, okay, so but yeah, finding a character that you can play well that you can just always have with you. It's been amazing uh, having you with us. It's been fascinating hearing about your journey to, into, uh, towards where you are, you know, and hearing a bit about what you've done with the Andes mm-hmm. kids. Uh, is there anything else you want to impart to the Andes, to Andes at large, you know, before we finish this off? Yes. Guys, if you're doing this fight choreography thing, <laughs> even if it's just for fun, you know, you don't have to be taking it seriously. Go ahead, look around your house, except <laughs> away from the kitchen, and look for things that could, that could be your sword, that could be your, your shield. I mean, I, I, I'm a little crazy, so, you know, I, I, made, I, I went ahead and made myself some nunchucks, oh, wow. but, um, <laughs> yeah, but the, that's for crazy people, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely, like, 
go and 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 just try things out honestly be as free as possible because hey when we're when we're confined i mean there's only so much we can do so take this opportunity to be as free as possible because the world's going to need it when we get out of here <laughs> totally so thank you very much uh tony Barnes, and um it's uh been awesome talking to you and i hope to see you on la someday <laughs> all right thank you <laughs> now let's meet evan so, uh, let's start with, uh, tell us about yourself in as many details as you want to share. My name is Evan, and I'm, in, I'm going into fifth grade. I'm 10. I'll be 11 in November, so like six months. Awesome. And that's basically all I have to say. Awesome. So, how did you first hear about Andy's? We heard from... One of our friends, they told us about it, and we're like, "That's cool!" Because I love acting. Right. I've always done um, shows at my school, and then they said, um, "You should join." And we we're planning on joining last year, but right. then we didn't. And then we finally got the time to do it this year. That's great. So this year, obviously, there's a very wide variety of stuff going on at Andy's. What's it been like being able to have the, every week have a, such a wide variety of projects to choose from? Um, I like it because you don't always have to, you're not forced to only do one thing. You can do multiple a day and they're only like an hour and a half, right. an, hour, an hour and a half each. So like I go to at least four a day, but awesome. today I only went to two because there's <laughs> like four things to do. Right. Okay. Awesome. And it's fun. Excellent. Yeah. So, so uh, was uh, was it how you expected it to be um, when you first signed up? I thought we were just going to be doing like just like one thing, right. like just one play for the whole year. But then I like it better now because you do a bunch of other things. But I don't think it's going to be the same when you go to go back there. Because I've never had the experience. Right. But it's not what I expected, but it's way more fun. Uh, would you prefer to have longer, if, if you could choose between the two, would you prefer longer projects? I like them, like I had one that was two hours. I was making a mentor, a mentor sculpture out of paper. But that one was a little, I got like... I didn't like being on the camera so much, so I had to like take breaks in between because it was so long. I didn't. I wish they were like a little bit shorter, but I like some like an hour and a half or or two hours. It depends on which one. Awesome. Overall, how was how was your uh, first summer with Andy's been so far? I really like it because I'm usually in the summer I go to Boys and Girls Club, but it's um, I like this way better because, like, there's more variety of options. And I can still do, like, other things, but, like, my friends ask to come over, and I say yes sometimes, or I'm, like, in the middle of Andy's, I'm like, <laughs> um, not right now, and I'm having so much fun in the middle of Andy's. That's great. I don't, um, when you sign up for one, it's okay if you don't, um, if you 
don't want to do it or you don't have enough time. And um, if you sign up for one and then right after is a fun one you might like, then they would let you go in it. They would let you go on a bunch of different ones even if you don't even sign up. That's great. So, yeah, um, and obviously Zoom is uh, something that's not usually an element of Andy's. So uh, has it been difficult work uh, doing art with other people over Zoom? Today it was very hard because <laughs> we were trying to make Snapchat filters. Right. And my computer was not working <laughs> like it was supposed to. Right. Because my computer is from like 2004. Right. So it couldn't really do as much things as the new ones, but it was very confusing. That makes so sense. So I got off in the middle um, because it was so hard and everything I was downloading to do just went away. Right. Yes. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Do you find anything exciting about uh, being able to work with kids online and anything that, everything that that offers? I think it's fun, but I'd rather meet in person. Right. <laughs> I think it's, like, really fun to just, like, talk, but, like, it's kind of different in person than, because, like, you have to be online, and you'll be on, like, the screens all day. Right. And that's, like, staying, and, like, staying inside all day, but at Andy's, you can actually like, well, you're still staying inside most of the time, but it's not like you're on screens all day. Right. Yes. Do you have anything you hope for with the coming summer or for the coming years at Andy's? I'm hoping for that next year I can actually come <laughs> to Andy's and I can meet new people because new people join every year. Right. And... I would like to do more acting than I did this year because this year is more like projects totally. than acting because it's way hard acting online. <laughs> that makes sense. So thank you very much, Evan. Thank you, uh, Evan. It's been very exciting talking to you, uh, and I can't wait for everyone else to hear about your experience with the digital renaissance so far. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eye to Eye, the Digital Renaissance Podcast. Theme music is by Dylan Glathorn. Podcast artwork is by Raven Bartlett. This episode was recorded and edited by both myself and Aiden Harper. Uh, hope to see you back next week for another dose of Andy's magic.